Hey, this is Andrea, the host of The Climb. I'm broadcasting live each week on Thursday at 6 p.m. from FBRN Studios in DFW and heard globally. Log on to hear local and international interviews as we discuss their climb out and their climb to the next level. So be sure to log on each week. That's Thursday, 6 p.m. to catch The Climb with Andrea L. Live inspired and come climb with us. Jump in. All right. Good evening. Good evening, guys. Welcome to the climb with Andrea. Um, thank you for tuning in. I'm excited. I think we have some good information. A good guest is uh, going to share some good information with you. But before I, I uh, we jump into I um, guess this evening. Um, I want to briefly recap. Last week we interviewed um, Jerry Tizino, also known as Manchi, um, and, and, and I, I let everybody know. Hey, um, make sure you go and support him. Go, make sure you support him. Go buy his um, buy his book, The Truth About Gang Banging. Um, you guys had a lot of questions um, last week. We got a chance to answer a few. We didn't, we didn't get a chance to get to all get to all the questions. But make sure you go and support him. Um, go back uh, on Fishbowl Radio um, dot US or um, on my Facebook page, The Climb with Andrea, and uh, and just look at that, that video. I think you'll be inspired about his climb and, and and how he he's gotten to where he is now and the success that he's having, but where he came from. So I want to make sure that I just. Um, once again, throw a shout out to uh, to, to Matthew, man. I appreciate you again to, for coming on the show, guys. You can log on fbrn.us and watch us live, uh, but also you can follow me on um, Facebook or Instagram at the Climb with Andre L. Make sure you go on there, you follow me, so you can um, check out these interviews. And at the same time, um, see what's up, what else is coming up. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a part of a, a loving family that I'm excited about. It's called the House of Remnant. This is a house, individuals who are, who still believe that there is a, um, there is a God who still believe in, um, the principles, uh, of their faith. And, uh, they meet every third Saturday. We're going to start, I think, in March, uh, every third Saturday of the month, um, just meeting, getting together, breaking bread, maybe having something out there for the kids, or grilling, barbecue, and fish fry, or whatnot. Um, so if you're interested, man, come out and join with, join us. Um, I think it's always good to get around individuals who are climbing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good environment. If you're climbing, if you're pursuing something, um, if you're chasing something, it's always good to be in the mix with individuals who are chasing, who's climbing. Um, that environment is an environment of individuals who are on their climb, uh, individuals who were climbing, but maybe they fell off. And they need that motivated that motivation and that, that, that birds of a feather flocking together, mm-hmm. and so they can get back on that climb. Um, and then individuals who never climbed before, you know, to be in that mix and to be inspired by other individuals who are climbing. Um, this is not something we're trying to apologize and bring draw people in and things of that nature. Um, this is just something a family man. It's, it's, it's their remnant. Um, they are the remains of what was and the seeds of what will be. Everybody is a Amen. remain of something. Yeah. Everybody is a seed. Um, sometimes we don't know what that seed is going to be, but um, I'm excited to be a part uh, of that family. And, and thank you always for supporting me and, and, and what we're doing here. So we're here. Thank you, thank you for the having The Climb me. with yes. Andre L. Here we have Susie Diego. Yes, yes. Thank you again yeah. for coming on um, the show. Uh, we, we talked briefly about um, your story. Just to give you guys an idea, um, when interviewing the individuals on this show, you're going to hear individuals who are um, Christians, who are Muslims, who are Buddhists, um, individuals who are agnostic. Um, you're gonna have you're gonna hear um, um, politicians, uh, individuals who maybe from that street life or and, and educators um, you, from all walks of life. And let me let me tell you why, because I I want to make sure that you hear the broad stroke of individuals all across um, the spectrum of faith or no faith or. Um, 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 professions so that way you can hear their stories but then hear the same principles this is what I want you to listen to the same principles in every single story mm-hmm. no one gets to the next level without exercising the principles I know a lot of people who are believers but they don't exercise the principles okay. and they haven't accomplished what they're going after yeah. 
because nobody gets to the next level without discipline, without commitment, without endurance, without perseverance, without patience, without knowledge, without relationships. So I want you to hear this story um, that, that, that Susie is going to share with us. And make sure you call in. Uh, make sure you, you, you um, send us a message. And, and once again, if we can get to all the, the questions, we will do. Um, but I'm not going to take up too much time because we only have 50 minutes, an hour, and that's not a lot of time. Yeah. And from what I understand, you can take over a show and I you can, can talk. <laughs> so let's jump into this. Susie, awesome. Awesome. Thank tell, you. Tell, tell, us, tell, tell us about who, who, who is Susie. So Susie Diego, um, I had something to prove. So my, my parents were immigrants from Mexico. Mm-hmm. They're now U.S. citizen. Um, but I had somebody kind of speak death to me one time that said, you'll never be a project manager. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a college education. I'm a female. I'm Mexican. Um, and I had something to prove, right? Mm-hmm. I had something to prove, one, that my parents' blood, sweat, and tears would pay off. Mm-hmm. And then, two, that how can somebody speak that upon me and then me just sit there and not do anything? Well, you don't know Susie Diego? Yeah, do yeah. you not know Susie Diego? So I, I climbed the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. No college education, barely graduate from college. I was making $125 an hour. Um, but that money, that success was exhausting mm-hmm. and I did nothing to gratify the Lord with. Yeah. Because see, I didn't get myself there. He gave me mm-hmm. the will and the tenacity yeah. to climb that corporate ladder. And so I bought everything. I bought everybody. I had so much of Hold everything. On, let, let me jump in there real briefly yeah. because I, I, I want to ask a question. Go ahead. Do you think that the individuals telling you and speaking that over you, do you think that was a motivation uh, no. or a drive? No. Okay. No. Because I, I remember the situation. Okay. Loud and clear. So, you know, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't, I knew school wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to fight my way through. Yeah. I, I made mistakes. I failed. I made mm-hmm. mistakes. I failed. And, and sometimes my peers would see me fail way too many times, right? So he yeah. told me, you would never be a project manager. So I had, I had something to prove. Yeah. So all that said, I climbed. I, not only did I become a project manager, but I was one of the most sought out after um, transformation coaches, business transformation coaches. Mm-hmm. So companies well, first, called me. What is a transformational coach? So the, I would evangelize a methodology, mm-hmm. right? In software development, the businesses would call me. I had my own business. I was a consultant. Companies would call me. My last client was Pfizer uh, out of Ireland. And they would call me when their teams were in trouble. When the teams were not speaking to each other, they'd say, Susie, we need you to come do your analysis, find out where the, where the pain points are at, mm-hmm. and then help us transform. So that methodology was agile. Well, um, the doors started closing and closing and closing and closing in that industry for me, and I couldn't understand why. But then my sister passed away. So let me back up a little bit. Um, I was introduced to methamphetamines in mm. early 2000. Mm. I did that for about a year. Right. My ex-husband and I at that point realized that life was not for us. Now, was this before or this was during? during? This was during my professional climb. Okay, all right. This was Because there's two different climbs here. There's professional and then there's spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in my professional climb, I was introduced to that drug by my ex-husband and, and did not like it. It was very volatile. It was very, very tumultuous. So we stayed clean and sober for 12 years. Okay. Fast forward. Um, I'm climbing in my corporate corporate career, not dabbling into anything except for my family, my children, my, my house, did nothing but my, my, my family. Mm-hmm. And so then my ex-husband left, he, he, he went to go be with another woman, and I lost what I thought was my identity in my family. Mm-hmm. So I got lost in the wilderness, and I met this man, and I fell in love with him, and I wanted. Oh wait, let's let's back up yeah. because I want to make sure that we don't run through certain, so many things. Yeah, you know. But um, when you say your husband left, was that a point of dev- that just devastated Absolutely. you, or yeah, it okay. was a gaping hole in my heart because yeah. for twenty years, mm-hmm. family lifestyle was all I knew. Yeah. But see, what happens is when we don't have identity in Christ, mm-hmm. we believe our identity was, like, I believe my identity was in my, my husband. My identity was in my kids. My identity mm-hmm. was in my house, my family, my vehicle, my everything, right? So when all those things go away, you're left wondering what, like, what, who am I, mm-hmm. right? So then I met my boyfriend. So, so my ex-husband went away. He went to go be with his new, new wife. And... Um, 
I went to go be with my new boyfriend and there was no need to spice anything up, but because my, my boyfriend had the connections, I had the know-how, right? The, the, the connections, what do you mean, the connections? To, to drugs. Okay, all right. So we were bored one weekend, mm-hmm. and one weekend of bored, boredness turned into a three-year living nightmare of mm-hmm. torment by demonic spiritual warfare in my house. And so that did not become very apparent to me mm-hmm. immediately. When my boyfriend and I, we, we got engaged. Let me, let me ask you this. Yes. Do you think that it was just being bored or did ha- that, that, that devastation have something to do with no, it too? No, devastation was already done and said for. What okay. happened was we allowed a very small window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Very small window of opportunity because, see, my boyfriend and I were going to church. Mm-hmm. And with God, you cannot play. There is no gray. It's either black or white. The Bible says you're either with me or against me. So because we allowed that little window, that's all the enemy needed. Unbeknownst to us, right, because we're in love, we're having fun, we're going to spice it up a little bit. We got lost in a world of self, of our own will. And the kingdom that I built was not the kingdom of God. The kingdom was of Susie. Right. Everything so the, flesh. Right. And the spicing it up was what? Was dumb. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying you, the spicing it up, well, that's when the drugs started. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So absolutely the, one of the worst mistakes of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when, when you're in a new relationship and you think, oh, my God, you know, I love you. Let's, let's, let's see how much more you can love mm-hmm. me. Right, we're looking for the wrong kind of love. Yeah, and I'm not saying that he didn't love me, nor that I, that I didn't love him. But it was, it, we were going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. We were still in church, but we were living in sin all all over. There was sin all over that. Mm-hmm. The Ten Commandments are very clear. Mm-hmm. Ten Commandments are very clear. The 613 laws are very clear mm-hmm. that the, that that are that Jesus left the list. So, one weekend of what was supposed to be fun, like, like I said, turned into. Everyday methamphetamine use mm-hmm. for three years straight. Very tumultuous. Very. So how did you How did you hold your career and and was doing meth well, every day? Well, here's the thing: you get very creative, right? Mm-hmm. That's a drug that inf- in, induces and influences so much more mm-hmm. beyond your comprehension. I was a functioning addict. Ah, okay, I've heard that before. Yeah, but in the end. Mm-hmm. Because I was consuming so much of it, I started to I started to fail at my job. Mm-hmm. So I got now, let so go. Yeah, so, I got. So is that when so, the doors started closing? You were yes. saying, okay. So when, when the doors so, started, because when you when you were saying earlier about the doors closed, it's not just like the doors were closing. You were doing something to well, close those doors before before even before I started doing the drugs. Yeah. Before because my my career doors and my contracts uh-huh. that I was working on began to get smaller and smaller and smaller. So okay. there were there were year contracts, six months six months contracts. So when I started using when I started using, I I kept hearing when can you start? When can you start? When can you start? When can you start? from my clients. But it wasn't until the very last maybe 6 months to a year of my corporate career that I started showing signs of being on something. What was those signs? What was the signs? Speaking out of out of character, speaking out of like at a term, you know, just because I facilitate meetings, I orchestrate meetings, I I ran meetings, I mm-hmm. ran teams. So when the the leader was dysfunctional, mm-hmm. the teams became dysfunctional. Yeah. So what are the what are the side effects when I mean, you say speaking out of turn or just yeah. Uh, so we would we, we'd be Were in the middle sweating of sweating at work. Were you? What was going on? We would be in the middle of a meeting, and I just blurt out something, and with, with had no, no, nothing to do with the meeting, yeah. because of exhaustion. So speed mm-hmm. yeah. keeps you awake for days and days and days, and I couldn't hide it anymore. And so, um, uh, the way the way that kind of came to a halt is, um, Cody put his hands on me. Who did? Cody, my okay. my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, because I was in a very volatile relationship prior in my 20-year relationship with my ex-husband, I started getting, I mean, I became with zero tolerance with that stuff, you know, and I don't care what, who, what, when, or where, you don't, you don't put your hands on me. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter that I raise, you know what I mean? 
And so this, this day in particular, Cody was asleep. He came out of the bedroom, heard a man's voice. It was my son in the kitchen. But, you know, when you're on that stuff, you, you start to see and hear things. And so he went toe-to-toe with my son, and I got in between both of them, and he pushed me. You got me. in between both of them high. No, yes, we okay. were, he was asleep. I was, I was, I think I was, I wasn't getting high that day or maybe I was that morning. I don't remember what, but I wasn't doing anything. I was sitting on my living room floor, but he came out of the room trying to fight with my son. So again, the, the, the demonic spirit thing did not become evident to me, you know, because I still didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that's why he's in prison now is because, you know, behind that stuff, so many things that you can't control happen and then later on we're like oh my god you know well well now i wish i would have known back then right but um what are some of the things that you experience because i want to get to um what you shared with me once before about yeah. um how you lost things and yes. things of that nature but what, what was the experience in that time of your addiction so first of all i didn't know i was addicted mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was a leisure thing that we were doing, mm-hmm. right? And so I didn't want to admit addiction because addiction is such a a, a, a label. And, and, oh, my God, I'm Susie Diego. Like, I'm the most successful person, you know, in my family. And, and, and all of a sudden, I lost everything mm-hmm. but my teeth. <laughs> and so when I, would, when I could no longer get contracts or jobs, um, I started to depend. I, was, I lost my job October 22nd. I'm sorry, October of 2022. And so I depended on my boyfriend to be my provider and my protector and my my everything. And so... The one that was abusing you. Yes. Mm-hmm. One time. And, and what he did is he just pushed me and I fell on my butt. Mm-hmm. My ex-husband did a lot of the, the, the physical and the verbal. But um, Cody, even though, again... Like what I understand now that it, it wasn't him. It was yes him physically, but it was the the, the and we'll talk we'll talk about it here in a minute. But um, so I'm sorry. Where was I? I lost everything mm-hmm. but my teeth, and so I found myself homeless. Mm-hmm. My kids went to go live with my ex husband. I had no car. the re, The repo company came to get it. I had no house anymore. I had no bank account anymore. Mm-hmm. I was depleted in every form you can possibly imagine. Physically and spiritually. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. And so I found myself living out of my car. Mm-hmm. I found myself living out of a car and in and out of hotel rooms. Something that I never, ever thought would happen to me. Mm-hmm. But I said, God... I surrender. You didn't put me here, God. I put myself here. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And so one morning, before I surrendered, I had up my stash. I was going big because, you know, they say go big or go home, right? Right. I had just up my stash. I bought a brand new bong. I brought a brand new pipe. I was going big because I had nothing else to lose but my teeth. (laughs) And that morning, October 31st, last year. Now, you, you keep saying nothing but your teeth. That's one of the things that you lose first. You, you lose, yeah. right, your teeth. Um, October 31st of last year, mm-hmm. the Lord started working in my soul and in my spirit. And that morning, I get up to take a shower. And I was going to go do some more ride share because I had a hotel room to pay mm-hmm. and I had a belly to feed. Plus, I had my brother-in-law, who was my dope dealer, and his girlfriend with me mm-hmm. um, in a hotel room. And so um, I get up to take a shower. And in the shower, I hear this, this voice just speaking over me that said, Susie, when is enough going to be enough for you? Mm-hmm. I called you by your name when you were 21. I called you to serve me. When are you going to realize your life is not yours to live, but mine to live through? I heard that loud and clear. I come up out of that shower and I said, Morgan and Megan, I can't do this anymore. There is a voice in that shower that's talking to me. You weren't high. No, I wasn't high. Okay. I was high the night before, but not October 31st, right, right, uh, right. Halloween morning. Yeah. I, I was not high that day. Okay. But I heard it loud and clear. But see, God knew my heart. Mm-hmm. So... I grab my bag like this, mm-hmm. exactly like this, but green, 
And I put my two baggies, I put my syringes, I put my pipes, I put everything related to that substance in this bag. Mm-hmm. And I find the nearest dumpster and I said, look guys, I'm done with this. Yeah. I can't do this. God's telling me there's something bigger and better mm-hmm. for me out there. I can't do this anymore. I go, either y'all clean up or I'm jumping ship. Yeah. Now, uh, you, you, you hear the story all the time about individuals who were addicts and they threw it away and went back to it. Oh, so, yeah, I did that plenty of times, too. Okay, all right. I did that so many times. So this just wasn't the one time you threw it away and that was no, it? No, oftentimes oh, okay. I'd go find the bag that I threw away and go get right, it. Yeah. Right, yeah. But uh-huh. this time was different, Andre. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, like I said, I had nothing else to lose. I was mm. going to go big or go home. Yeah. So when I grabbed my bag and I heard the Lord's voice, and this wasn't the first time that I heard him speak to me like mm-hmm. that. When I grabbed it, I was making a proclamation and declaration mm-hmm. that this was enough. I had nothing else to lose. I'm either going to die, go to prison, or have a massive comeback. Mm-hmm. And if you know me, <laughs> people know me, that I, that I refuse to do the other two. Yeah. So... What I did is I took my substance and I put it in this bag. And I, I found the nearest dumpster in Oak Cliff. And I said, I put it on the floor. I stomped on it. I cursed it. And I said, you will not have me, Satan. Yeah. I hate you. And I said, Lord, cover me. Deliver me, God, from this stuff. From one day to the next, nothing. No, no. And let me tell you why. Because he heard and saw my heart. I was walking, I walked out in faith that this was not going to control me anymore. That same night, this was October 31st in the morning, 9 o'clock when I do this. October 31st at night, I'm, I'm delivering my two last passengers. When I pull, when I deliver them to their, their house, I get pulled over by three county deputy sheriffs. Not police, not security guard, not, not. It, three county deputy sheriffs. Yeah. So this is this is October thirty first, Halloween last year. Last year. Last year. So this year. is recent. Oh, very recent. So you you really on the climb? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you asked me for for examples of obedience. One one mm-hmm. is obedience. See, he didn't come out and say, Susie, mm-hmm. you need to get rid of that because you're going to get pulled over tonight, and I'm going to cover you. Yeah. No, he's. He spoke to me in words and said, when is enough going to be enough, Susie? There is conviction in my soul to be like, I don't know what he's telling me, but I know he's speaking to me. So I'm going to obey and I'm going to get rid of. And my proclamation and declaration to Satan that he's not going to have me when I put this on the floor and I stomped on it, when I grabbed it and I threw it in the dumpster and I said, goodbye. Yeah. We're done. We're broken up. No more. I, I said it with my mouth. I didn't care who was watching me. I didn't care who was stopping to see me stomp on this bag because I was stomping on it like I was killing roaches. Yeah. And I told him, you would not have my soul. Yeah. You know what? Before we, before we take this break, I, I, I want to um, share this because as you're saying that this was recent. This is new. You're, you're fresh out of this thing. Oh, yeah. A lot of times we, um, we want to wait before a person we want to wait you know that you have four or five years sober 10 years sober 20 years sober and then we can hear a person's story i think it's important that people hear the story while they're in the climb yeah while they're climbing out of it or they just climbed out of it and they're they're um they're committed to moving to the next yeah. phase because that's one of the things um, that i hear i, I hear yeah. your story now is about the um the commitment when we come back from this break Susie, we're going to um I want to jump more into uh, maybe what are some of the works because yeah. I understand that with your faith, you know, there's faith without works. Um, faith without works is dead. You know, a lot of times people have all the faith in the world and they believe, but they don't have the works. Um, so they never move to the next phase. They never accomplish yes. what God has put in their spirit to do. So you can't have the faith without, faith without the work. So when we come back uh, from this break, I want to hear a little bit more about the, um, I the, got the, it. the works. And what, what I got you, it. Because I, I, we was talking, remember, faith is like the rudder on the, the ladder. Yes. Yeah, that's one. And then there's something else you got to grab yes. onto. And there's something else you got to grab onto. Faith is that support, most definitely. But um, 
I want to know what those other rudders, yes. rudders were that you you had to grab onto yeah, to pull absolutely. yourself out of this um, this situation yeah. and to keep yourself yes. focused and moving forward. Yes. So you guys, this is um, this is the climb with Andre L. Uh, FBRN.us. If you are uh, if, if you haven't been um, watching us live, make sure you log on, watch us live. If you're just listening to us, uh, make sure you log on so you can check us out live. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I'm about to have a good day. No matter what they say, sun is shining down on me. Birds are singing praise. I'm about to have a good day in every single way. The God who made the universe knows me by my name, so it's a good day. with Andrea that that song was brought to you by uh, my good friend BC Fit Club who will be interviewing next week which I'm really excited about but right now we're with Susie Diago and um, we were talking about faith yes talking about faith so your you, you're saying your saving grace or your deliverance from that was your faith my faith okay. yes and so let me show you another example of what that faith looks like um, I was staying with somebody who pulled me out of homelessness, right? Temporary, however temporary that was. Um, and I was serving. I was still in my. In, I was still in some agony. But even though I was, I was in my agony as a as a driver in rideshare. I was still speaking to people about the goodness of God. I never ever. And I, when the, when the Lord delivered me of that methamphetamine, I said every day I will speak to somebody about you. So no matter how painful it was for me at my time, I was still speaking about God and, and how his wonders are and how great he is. And so when I moved in with this person, um, they let me stay with them. And about a month later, she kicked me out. And I was like, why, God? But I'm serving you. Why? But I said to God... When, when I did finally land somewhere that was stable, I said, thank you, God. Now that I know you were with me, I'd do homeless thing, the homeless thing with you again any day. I go, not the drug stuff, but the homeless, I'd do it all over again because it was a lesson for me. Like, I learned something. What was the lesson in it? That, um, that he's always with me. He's never, he's never abandoned me. And that we are in a, we are, this life is a classroom. Yeah. 
This life is a big classroom, and he's teaching us something every day. And so the other thing that I learned was just to wait on him. So when I was living with this person and she kicked me out, I was like, why, God? Why? But I'm serving you. He said, shh, just wait. So that was, again, 9 o'clock in the morning. I packed up my car with all my stuff that I had at her house. And I said, God, and I had tears in my eyes. I remember driving away from this house, and I said, Jesus, I guess we're doing this homeless thing again. And I didn't know where I was going to go that day. So I come here to work, and I'm working here, and, and you know, Sammy and I are talking, and, and, and she's like, you can come stay with me, Susie. And I go, just, I just don't know, Sammy. And so at 2 o'clock that same afternoon, I get the welcome home email from the apartment complex that I applied for in December. I just signed my, my, my lease two weeks ago. Wow. So see, that the act of, I don't know where you're going to take me, God. But Jesus, I know you're in full control, and I'm going to do this homeless thing with you again. I don't know the plan, but you, your plan is perfect for me. Let me ask you, so what, what, what is your, your biggest challenge um, at this point in your life? My challenge um, in my life is... Keeping the faith. Okay. Even though I have seen miracles beyond explanation, I'm still human. And I still have debt. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So even though I want to speed up God's plan for me, I can't. Keeping the faith, what does that look like? I mean, so, that, so let that, me just let, let, me, let me ask you this way, just um just to kind of frame it or whatnot. Is is keeping the faith um praying every day is it meditating is it staying away from certain things stay, staying away from certain environments so uh, from certain people so for me this morning what i what i do is every morning at five o'clock in the morning i spend time in the word mm -hmm. and since i moved into my apartment two weeks ago i've not been doing that mm -hmm. because i'm consumed with running and gunning and unboxing and unpacking and and so this morning when I picked up my passenger, mm -hmm. she gets in the car. She sees my Bible on the dash, and she starts asking me questions because she wants, she, wants she wants to hear from God. But as, I, as I'm talking to her, I'm regurgitating to her what God told me when he delivered me in April. So I told her, I said, see, Christy, I said, you're in my car with purpose. I'm here with you. You needed to hear from God, but I needed to regurgitate what God told me mm -hmm. to remind myself what he told me right so my the it's it wasn't it's not the lack of faith for me it was just that i have bills i have this and and, and i'm running and gunning mm -hmm. but he wants quiet time mm -hmm. and i have not been giving that to him so when i say faith like i have i have the faith because when i walked out of my sister's house i'm sorry the, the person that i was living with when i walked out of her house and i said i don't know where i'm going mm -hmm. But I know you're in control, and I do this all over again with you. That was faith. So let me ask you this, because um, we talked about it once before. You can um, tell me about your belief and never show me anything. Yeah. But you can't tell me about faith without showing me something. Yeah. So now that you've made the decision that I'm done with this, just like this table, this table have to have legs to stand on. Okay. Your decision won't stand without the legs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what are you putting in practice? What are you? What are you um, exercising? What are? What has your decision that I'm done with this? What is that decision standing on? So, like I said, when 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 I surrendered my life to the Lord, and in the journey, in the valley of my journey, He taught me obedience. He taught me to stay still. He taught me how to surrender. Mm -hmm. So it's not a one and done. For me, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's an entire package because, see, now I have to practice those principles yeah. daily in order for me to measure myself and other people by. Right. So the principles, I, I, I like that. I, I like that because um, 
what I'm hearing you saying, okay, this decision now is standing on the principles I have That's to practice. Correct. So if I don't exercise the practice, yes. then do I really say I have a faith? Right. Right. And so yeah. when, when, when I lacked it this morning and, and when Sammy called me today, she's like, I, I, I said, Tammy, I go, I'm feeling a certain kind of way. I go, I need, I need to pray with you. I, I need you to pray with me because we pray daily together. Mm-hmm. And, and then this passenger gets in my car. And so the, the ride the ride, um, the ride over superseded my need to pray with Sammy because I was doing the work in the car with this passenger, and together we were praying. This passenger and I pray. See, because I don't just take passengers to their location. When they ask me something or when they open conversations, I take that as an opportunity to talk about God. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Susie, can I ask you a question?" And I go, "Sure." She goes, "How do I? How do I come back to God?" So see, when she asked me that question, it was not just for her, but it was for me too. You see what I'm saying? Because not I didn't drift, but I, I have overexhausted myself mm-hmm. in in the work and in the unpacking and all, that I failed to, to do this for two weeks. Yeah. So by me telling her what to do, I was also reminding myself what God reminded me to do. What has been your greatest accomplishment to this at this point? My greatest accomplishment um, has been learning how to be obedient because see by profession i was always telling people what to do and how to do it and i never gave god that opportunity with Mm -hmm. me because i wanted to be in control of everything so my biggest accomplishment and people who know me will tell you is just to be still yeah did you see yourself do you see yourself um when you were doing the drugs, did you see yourself maybe better? That's why you were, were um, I guess, liking it, but you, it was a love-hate relationship. Oh, it was drugs, absolutely love-hate, yeah. Um, but did you have a vision for yourself? Did you have uh, no. purpose, or do you have purpose now? Oh, no, my, I'm absolutely my purpose. Okay. See, my grandmother was a Pentecostal um, evangelist and preacher. Mm-hmm. And, again, I knew that God put a calling on my life when I was 21 years old. Oh, let me jump in here real quickly now. My father was a Pentecostal pastor. Yeah. And man, let me tell you. Yeah. I don't know if it's like no, I'm not I'm not throwing any shade towards any Pentecostal any Pentecostals right now, but I know when I was younger, man, it was um we couldn't even play Monopoly because it had dice. Yeah. My sister oh, yeah. my sister had to run track in a dress. Yeah. And so I, I, I get that because and sometimes I'm not saying this in general, but sometimes that kind of beliefs belief uh, really cast uh, superstitious superstition on you, and I don't. I, I won't get into it right now, but that um, that mindset it, it, it breeds a lot of um, behaviors. Yeah, it breeds a lot of um, a, a thinking. Yeah, you know your thought process comes from that belief system, and the things that come from that kind of belief system many times are um, very. Um, Unnecessary, yeah. I think now. But I, but I, I won't go to that. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. No, and this is all. You this is all. You know, it's all individual experience, mm-hmm. right? My grandmother was a very humble, very quiet uh, lady, mm-hmm. and I, I thought she was the closest to Jesus I was ever going to get because I watched her one day. My, my aunt was laying in a bed with her spinal cord shattered, mm-hmm. and my aunts and my uncles gathered around her bed. She laid in that bed for three months, and my grandmother, in her little old body with the anointed oil said in the name of jesus mm-hmm. you get up so your family your family was really strong in faith, Ooh, in faith. lord that yeah. woman stood up and i was behind the doorway like oh my god oh my god oh my How god were you at the time? i was eight years old that was my daughter's age yeah i would never forget that day what uh-huh. i saw and i said oh my jesus and yeah. so you know now i regret not being close to my grandma because you know I, there was a huge age difference but um she was the holiest woman that I thought I would ever meet. Right. Let me let me ask you this question because I know our time is running uh, running thin. But what do you want the, the listeners um, to to take away from um, your story of um, going through your divorce, yeah. uh, the abuse, um, the addiction, uh, and now just recently climbing out of all of that now yeah. to another another phase? I would most definitely want to revisit this maybe yeah. in about six months a yeah, year yeah, yeah. to see where your climb is yeah um, then. No, definitely so the lord blessed me with the ministry it's called speak life transformation ministry mm-hmm. and so i believe i was in a classroom i believe everything that i went through while it was my own will that put me there 
God never left me. And so he took the opportunity to teach me a couple of things. So if I want to leave you with something, it's that there is power in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ. Because if I can call upon that name to deliver me, if I can call upon that name for Satan to come get his minions out of my house, if I can call upon that name for my passenger to feel saved, not of her flesh, but of her soul, she understands now where her soul's going to go when she perishes because she's now seeking the Lord. If I can call upon that holy, mighty, powerful name, Jesus Christ, to change my life, what more can he do for you? Good, good deal. Well, Susie, I, I, I want to share with the audience what I pulled from your, um, from your story. Yes. And I, I'm sharing this because I want everyone to hear, and, and know, as we, talked, we started out talking, um, that regardless of what your faith is, regardless of what you believe, you're going to have to exercise um, certain principles. You just can't get around it. And you'll climb right now, as, she's still, as Susie's still climbing, um, to, to her sobriety, yes, you know, and maintaining that, uh, we hear 90, faith. Ninety-seven days, 97 right? Days. <laughs> All right, absolutely. We, we we hear a lot of things, um, a lot of principles that I want to pull out. That whatever goal you're 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 um, going after, whatever dream you're chasing, um, these are the same principles that I'm going to share with you that I hear um, that's keeping maybe help keeping her yes. um, in, um, sober. Um, it's going to help her. Um, Continue that path of your your purpose and your vision and the ministry that God has put in your spirit. But one of the things I heard most definitely was surrender. Yes. That whatever goal you have, God, sometimes you have to surrender to your own goals. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Um, if you're not willing to surrender to your goal, to your dream, to the things. In other words, if you put something in place and you say, if in order for me to have this, I have to do A, B, right. C, D. Right. Then you have to surrender to that. Yeah. I heard commitment. It's yeah. another principle yeah. as well. You was locked into um, to the idea of this yes. better Susie. Yes. Right. Yes. My own um, version. Yeah. Obedience. Yeah. You have to obey. Yeah. Okay. And and guys, keep in mind, even if you're not spiritual, I get it. Okay. But you're going to have to obey that voice, that quiet voice inside. Oh, my God. Okay. You're going to have to obey, as I said, you put a plan on paper. That plan says A, B, C, D. You have to obey that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, purpose. You got to have something you're shooting for. You got to see yourself yeah. um, more than where you are right now. Um, admitting that, admitting to your fault. Yeah. Admitting that, hey, I have an addiction. As you yeah. said earlier, uh, sometimes it's hard to, it was hard to say that yeah. word, that I actually have an addiction. Yeah. Um, and then what I see right now in, in talking to you, and I guys, I want you to really capture this. If you were really listening in every to, to Susie, maybe every other word came out of her mouth was God. Yeah. Almost every other word came out of her mouth was uh, Jesus or her faith or something. That is what we call brainwash. And let me share with you so you don't think I'm talking negative. It is important. I don't know anyone of any level of success who wasn't consumed. Yes. By an idea. Yeah. They were consumed by this is what I can be. And they yeah. were consumed by it. Yeah. I remember when we played football. I played football uh, in the minor leagues. I have a best friend. Um, uh, we always talk and laugh and joke about it. That when we, we ate and slept football. Because yeah. I just knew I was going to the NFL. But I, <laughs> I didn't make it. However, we were consumed. Yeah. If we wasn't in the gym, we were on the field practicing. Yeah. Or we were at work. When we go out on dates, if you don't want to talk about football, it's going to be the last date we went on. Yeah. Okay, because I was literally consumed by it. So the thing is, guys, don't look at Susie and uh, I ain't trying to feel that Christian stuff. That's not what we're talking about no. here. What we're talking about is a climb. So she is consumed. When you call brainwashing, brainwashing means you are literally washing your brain yeah. in a certain thought consistently. So, therefore, whatever, whatever comes out is what you've been washing your brain yeah. in. And so, if you When it are, was the drugs, it was, it was the drugs. There you go. I mean, you were telling me earlier how you were, you were fixate yeah. on certain things. Yeah. So, what I'm saying to you is whatever you're pursuing, exercise the same principles. If you're pursuing uh, the dream in this, become consumed with it. 
become consumed with it. Become make sure that you are um, you are constantly washing your brain every yeah. day, all day. In that, and you're doing something that's going to catapult you to that next level. Just like Susie is doing something to catapult her closer and closer to every day of sobriety. Yes. Can I just say one more thing? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, as as you know, we we don't want to be alone, so we want to we want to immediately go get in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I put a post the other day where I said. What is your relationship status really about? You're single, you're married, you're divorced, or it's complicated. But I'm going to tell you something that's not complicated, and that's God, and that's salvation. Consume yourself. So, again, fixate yourself. Consume yourself with a personal relationship, not with the human, but with that spiritual being up there in the third heaven because it's either going to be the second heaven or the third heaven. That's where we're going to go when we die. So consume yourself and throw yourself into something that's going to really pay off because when you surrender and you submit, then you can measure the person who's who's saying they have interest in you, right? Then you can measure your husband. Then you can measure your wife. If you're surrendered or if you're not surrendered, how do you want me to surrender to you? As we just, as, so as I was saying, you can see once again how consumed she is. Yes. And, then, and the thing is, Remember, guys, it's principles. A principle can work for you, and it can work against you. You can be consumed with the wrong thing, yes. and it destroys your life. Mm-hmm. You can be consumed with the right thing, and it catapults you and ex- I mean, takes you to the next level. Yeah. The, uh, so how can people find you? What, how can people find you? Yes, absolutely. And like I said, I do have a ministry that, I'm, that is just now taking off, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. And so what my God-given assignment is to reintroduce Christ back to homes back into the judicial system, back into the educational system. I don't have a plan yet, mm-hmm. but you can find me at suzydiego.com. And also, if you want to if you want to contribute to the ministry, um, I drive all day long, uh, and I talk to people about Jesus and salvation all day long. There's, there's a place there where you can contribute, you can give, and support the ministry. Um, my number is 214-994-4405. I have no problem talking or praying with individuals right away. I carry my anointed oil in my car. So if you find yourself needing prayer or a hug, or or just a, a burrito or something like I don't yeah. mind I'm 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 that flexible and that yeah. available. We thank you so much, Susie, yes. for taking time out to come and share with us um, about your climb. And once again, I, I I like the fact that you're you're still in the you're in the thick of it because maybe we'll get a chance to follow you in this climb. Yes. You know, and and, and, and hear later um, <clears throat> that you're still rocking with your sobriety, yes. that you're still um, clean, and, and maybe it's a year or two years yes. or three years or four years and things of that nature. So um, I'll be looking forward to speaking with you. Thank I'll you. be looking forward to talking with you um, and getting more feedback about your, your, your climb. Thank so you. thank you again thank you for, for, having me, for coming on the show. Uh, once again, guys, this is um, The Climb with Andrea. Thank you for tuning in um, this evening. Make sure you write those principles down. If you didn't yes. write down anything else, make sure you write down the principles and apply them to whatever it is that you're you're climbing out of or you're climbing to. Yes. Surrender, commitment, obedience, purpose, um, acceptance, of, and admitting where you are and becoming consumed with what you are pursuing. Yes. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. Until we talk again, live inspired and keep climbing. Thank you so much.